and welcome back to another episode of Rage Across the Internet. I'm your host, Porter. To my left, as always, producer Joey. Hey, guys. And uh, hey, guess what? In the studio today, we have a special guest with us. Uh, it's Mr. Christopher Kading, the owner and operator of Strange Empire Gaming. Chris, say hello. Hello, everyone. All right. So um, those of you who uh, have been listening to us so far, you know that there was a bit of a kerfuffle last week. So let's just address the elephant real quick. Um, thankfully, we have uh, Chris back with us here, and uh, we're going to make that right for you guys. So if you got through some of that episode, it's the same episode. It's a different episode. It's crazy. But um, thanks for coming back. We're sorry about that. And uh, everything's golden now, right, Joey? Everything's better. Excellent. So right off the bat, uh, Chris, tell us about uh, what's going on over there. Tell us about your store. Tell us, uh, tell us what's going on. Give us some knowledge. Well, um, as you guys stated, I, I own a small gaming shop out here in Caldwell, Idaho. Um, and it's been, I've been doing this for about two years now. And um, it's been great. Um, we've been trying to keep busy and, you know, uh, with everything, the state of the world and everything else like that, you know, it's, you can only do so much. But we've been hanging in there pretty strong, I would like to say. And uh, we're looking forward to being able to uh, move forward and continue growing and expanding. Um, and hopefully, you know, get more gamers out there. And now you just recently started up a website so people can order online. That's correct? Correct. Um, we just started it up. It's not the prettiest website out there, but hey, you know, it's something for right now. Um and we're not quite ready to start doing uh, orders across state lines yet, but we are working towards that so we can help service other people, you know, um, elsewhere. Well, you know, we're uh, we're big fans of the local gaming shop here, so we're going to include the links to um, to your store and to your website, and uh, you have a Discord as well, correct? Correct. Uh, we have a Discord, we have Facebook, um, and I will go ahead and provide those as well so that way people can join um you can always search for our discord channel it's under strange empire gaming um and if that doesn't work of course the links will work for sure well so yeah definitely i think it's um i guess heads up get ready to cross state to state lines because hopefully some people will come pay you a visit but now uh, about this discord what um what's the point of that so when shit hit the fan uh, about five weeks ago with this coronavirus thing. Um, a lot of the local game stores here in my area were hopping on the Discord bandwagon to kind of um, keep the community connected still. Uh, Discord is a great tool for doing such. Um, if anyone who's familiar with it knows that there's a lot you can do with Discord. It offers chat channels and um, also voice channels as well. Um, we were actually hosting um, their Discord server since pretty much when we opened two years ago. And um, it's been a slow, thriving, growing community that we've been just collecting gamers from all over, and um, they chat about various topics. Um, we even have a couple gaming groups that show up and actually do games um, in the channels, and we provide uh, those channels for them to do such. Um, uh, most notably, we do have a D&D group that shows up games every week so um it's a great tool to kind of help keep everyone connected through all this nonsense and continue to do what we all um love and enjoy and that's gaming of course so maybe 
with all the werewolf people out there, you can get a werewolf game going. Would well, love idea. to, and anyone who is interested in running that, they can hit me up, and we can talk details and get that started. Now, you're no stranger to werewolf yourself. I mean, you're, you're hearing a werewolf podcast, and I mean, granted, we we think that um, your perspective as a as a game store owner is pretty valuable and interesting, but you are not a stranger to this game. No, I'm not. Um, I've actually been playing since uh, 2004. Um, not as much as I'd like to, but you know. We can do what we can only do, right? That's true. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, you know, adulting plays a role in that. It does. It really, really does. Do um, you know what, though? Things like this are great for just kind of unwinding and forgetting, hey, I'm an adult for, you know, a couple hours. Um, when we can, though. Uh, but, no, yeah, I've been playing it on and off, and... It's been great. I've enjoyed this one a lot. I've enjoyed a lot of um, World of Darkness games. Um, but most notably, Werewolf is probably my favorite. And you're not just saying that because you're on a werewolf podcast. So No, never. <laughs> never. So. You know, cause I don't want to be torn to shreds and have my entrails used as a Christmas garland. Ooh, that's an idea. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's early in the episode yet. Don't, maybe don't uh, cut your chickens, well, everybody. Save that one for the Red Talon episode. We could have him back for the Red Talon episode. That's an idea. That's something you want to put yourself through. Excellent. Well, what is your uh, preferred auspice and tribe? For me, um, Ragbash, uh, auspice, and my preferred tribe is Silent Strider. Uh, was the first ones I ever ran and absolutely loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. Um, the Striders, Egyptian theme, and everything else like that. Just their whole story just kind of resonated with me um, on a more personal level than most of the other tribes. Well, I, I kind of I love me some Sound Striders. Um, so, how about your least favorite? I'm hoping for fuel to beat up on you a little bit, is what's going on here. So, <laughs> least favorite tribe? Least favorite, I'd probably have to say, is Glasswalkers. Um, okay. you know, and, and that's just for me, it's because it's like, you know, I want to play something that's not so close to home and the glass walkers are just a little too close to home, um, in regards to what they stand for and what they do. Um, that, and I've never been a huge fan of, um, weavery crap, I guess. So and there's yet, that. Here we are. <laughs> Mutual Admiration Society over here, guys. <laughs> Mutual Admiration Society. Now, as somebody who enjoys the Glasswalkers, is it just the Weaver tech that that bothers you? Like, let's let's drill down in this. Oh, it's not so much the Weaver tech. It's the they're kind of um, ignoring a big part of what makes a werewolf and that's they're focusing more on the, the human side of things and not embracing all aspects of it and I think you know all all tribes have their their extremes in one way or the other but they take it far to one side same with the red talons they take it too far to the other side you know um, no one's no tribes are balanced by any stretch of the imagination but they those two tribes in general are just so far unbalanced that it just to me it's just not fun to play. 
No, that's fair. I mean, like, I, I kind of want to jump on that, but at the same time, then this turns into a a tribe episode. So it's a whole nother. Yeah, yeah that's a different podcast. topic. It's a different <laughs> podcast. So we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bite my tongue on that. We're gonna move on because I, I will spend an hour. Forget about it. <laughs> Save it for the Glasswalker episode. Exactly. That's that's coming, guys. I don't know when. I don't have the list, but it's it's coming. <laughs> we gotta make a new list. Really? Yeah. We do. Do we lose the old list? No. the Show meeting, everybody. The old list went up in flames <laughs> when the coronavirus hit. Well, yeah, but we had the order. The order was fine. We drew it out of a hat and everything. Oh, well, yeah. But I'm saying, like, we just need a new master list. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Back on topic. Meeting over. You guys can listen again. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Hey. hey. I was in the dark as much as you guys were. We are awful people. It's okay. So, um, what would you say, like, your average customer is? Is it an adult? Is it a teenager? Is it a grandma or grandpa coming in for birthday and Christmas gifts? Like, where does your shop fall in in the consumer area? Um, On average, I see more young adults, um, 20s to 30s in that range. Um, but my the whole broad spectrum is, is I have parents coming in with children who are just barely starting to read, who are interested in games, and people as old as like grandparents, of course, coming in to buy things for their uh, grandkids or, or their children. Um, as well so it's a very dynamic group um and my store offers a lot of different types of games not just you know tabletop rpgs as much as i would love to expand that section uh we have a lot of board games um and then we have a lot of like trading card games uh like pokemon and magic the gathering uh Yu-Gi-Oh, and you know we are still a small store for being open for two years. Um, so there's still a lot of room for growth for sure. But um, we don't discriminate um, against anyone, honestly, as far as like ages or categories go. Um, anyone, everybody who is interested in the hobby are more than welcome through our doors. I, I would, would certainly hope so. I, I'd like to see them discriminate against somebody just anybody just to watch them point and laugh you know actually yeah what's your what's your uh stance on snake men on snake men yeah you know as long as they don't bite people i'm fine that's very progressive of you all right on a nazi i mean again as long as they're not eating people i'm fine you know they behave themselves if they don't then you know we're going to have a problem and I have a flamethrower. So it works out great. <laughs> you know. That, that's, uh, that's the anti-shoplifter? Security is important. It's not a yes. matter. You know, we have open carry out here, um, which is still a concept I'm still trying to wrap my head around, but whatever. And, you know, and it, the funny thing is, is my dad even told me when I first started opening the store, he's like, you should have a gun. And I'm like, Why? That implies that, A, I know how to use it, B, um, I have intent to use it. So, C, I'd rather just use a baseball bat with nails. No, I, well, I think it. the flamethrower is a better choice. Plus, it's going to be helpful in the winter months. It, uh, yeah, no, exactly. You don't need a shovel. Um, just... Yeah, but I think I think in a store with a lot of 
flammable paper, maybe, maybe not so much. Well, I'm, he's got to be insured. Thankfully. See? You know. <laughs> and, and, but, I'm, and I'd wager he's got a ceiling so it doesn't snow inside the shop. That would also be pretty bad for business. Un- unfortunately, like I said, my shop is small. It is kind of tucked inside of a building with a bunch of other shops. So, so I no can't ceiling. say for sure about other people in my building. Okay. I, I, I support his open carry of the flamethrower. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I think it's brilliant. I'm just saying, like, discretion. Discretion is key. She is correct. (laughs) But anyways. um, But yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy enjoy my shop a lot, in in case no one could tell. Now, you mentioned little kids that are just beginning to read. Um, You're taking advantage and, you know, introducing them to Werewolf, correct? Um... Not quite that deep yet. I wait until they're about 10 before I start introducing them to Werewolf. Um, mostly because there's a lot of concepts in Werewolf that children of that age category just don't quite grasp. And, you know, it is a very adult-themed um, game, honestly. That's true. Um, it's true. But you could get the parents to start them small with, like, kid-friendly we- adventures. We do, Um, actually. I have a board game that I carry in my shop that, interestingly enough, is kind of like a gateway into teaching children about role-playing games um, and getting them used to the idea of working cooperatively in these types of scenarios and um, exploring this. And it's a legacy-type game uh, where you play multiple sessions over a course of time and as you play, the story progresses or changes. Um, and it's it's called Stuffed Fables. It's designed for small children. Um, and it's designed for like their parents to kind of sit down with them. And basically, it's like them reading a book to their kids and their kids are actually interacting. So it's the very essence of, you know, role-playing games. I like that. Get them hooked young. Exactly. One other thing that's important, because, I mean, look, this is a bit of a niche hobby we have here. You know, I, I understand, I've been told that it's, um, that it's growing, that it's booming, you know, thanks to things like, um, you know, Stranger Things or, um, you know, there was that episode of Community a few years back, you know, that's a bit dated. And then there's that nerd blackface show that I don't discuss. <laughs> um, you know, that, that terribly insulting pandering one. Yes. yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, so it, it, it's hit a bit more mainstream, I guess, but uh, and I'm told it's growing. I haven't seen evidence of that. I mean, maybe Chris could shed some light, but... Um, it, I, it, it has been growing a lot, um, actually. You know, um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with, like, all the demonizing that D&D went through back in, like, the, what, 80s, 70s oh, era, you know? Yeah. 70s, 80s, and mm-hmm. the satanic panic of the 90s. Yep. And- yep. I mean, my parents, when I got involved, were horrified um, and completely not supportive. Oh, yeah. Now, my mom wouldn't let me even look at the books for, like, a long time. And it wasn't until I was in high school and I found a group, you know, out in Marsing, Idaho, of all places, which is a lot smaller than Caldwell, which is smaller than Boise. Um, and, you know... When I actually had a game at my house, people showing up to come in and play, then my mom got interested. And even to this day, she's still kind of interested, and she brings up that 
incident. We call it an incident, but you know, um, you know, the mindset has changed drastically from you know 30, 40 years ago to what it is now, and a lot of pop culture, media things like Stranger Things, Community have actually done a lot of good in helping to broaden and expand those horizons. Um, I mean, there are podcasts or YouTube videos of celebrities who sit down and play D&D, for Christ's sake. So, you Ooh, know. Dan Herman does one. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just that's just the thing, you know. We are we are a community that has been through the ringer and we are continuing to, to moving we're continuing to move forward and build um, as time progresses, which is awesome. And that's why that's one of the main driving forces as to why I started the game shop in the first place is because I want to be that person to help expand and broaden this hobby of ours. You know, um, I would love to see like some of the older games revamped or brought back, you know, um, Werewolf did a really awesome job, honestly, with like their, or actually just, uh, White Wolf in general for their 20th anniversary edition stuff. You know, um, it was a shame that it was only like Kickstarter stuff or, um, you know, what was that? Uh, drive-through RPG. Yeah. That, that ran through drive-through RPG. I do got to correct you. That was uh, through Onyx path actually. Um, yeah. you know, that was rich Thomas who, uh, put that together and, and think fuck he did. Because I think the twentieth anniversary twentieth anniversary editions are just fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing, and it, it did actually help like shine a spotlight back on this hobby that we've been, you know, taking part in for so long. And you know, mm-hmm. absolutely, and, and like uh, Chris, you said there, you know, cultivating it and for the next generation, I think that's that's fantastic. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. You know, so hats off to you on that. Now, what advice would you give to, you know, young adults whose families don't understand, they don't have any concept of what these kids want to do, and, you know, I mean, the parents might be concerned. And, you know, that's fair. Uh, Being a a parent these days and age is kind of frightening, and there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, The biggest thing I can really honestly say is... um, if you as a child or a young adult are interested in these things and you're still with your parents, you know, talk to them, uh, have them come in and talk to store owners like myself, you know, uh, we are happy to sit down and educate and explain, um, a lot of how these things work and what they're actually all about. You know, I do a lot of, um, when I have customers in my shop, I do a lot of talking to them about various games and, you know, telling them about, you know, D&D for a very brief moment of time. And then I divulge into things like Werewolf, you know, my old, my old favorites, you know, (laughs) and I just tell them and I get excited about it. You know, that's the thing I think that helps sells these things a lot is they, people will see like the store owners or the store employees excitement about these games and see that, you know, these aren't so bad, honestly, you know, it, you know, my kid might be interested in these things and they can still grow up to be, you know, a neurosurgeon or, you know, a day laborer or whatever, you know, it, it just, it's important just to kind of gain perspective um, and the best way to kind of gain that perspective, in my opinion, is to 
reach out to the local game stores. They have a lot of tools at their disposal um, to introduce people to these things. I mean, Christ's sakes, we have events at our shop when we can, and those are generally free. So it's not, you know, people don't even have to invest a whole lot of money into these things. And that's, you know, probably like number two concern for a lot of parents is money. You know, it's how much is this going to cost? And, you know, if we have these events and people can see like, okay, so this isn't going to be something like I'm going to dump, you know, $150 on books and then my kids just never going to touch them again. Oh, oh, they're going to drop $150 on books, just not right away. <laughs> right. More than well, that. you know. Yep. Um, Don't tell them you that, know, You get all your them. basics. <laughs> but, you know, we have these events, and their, their children can come in and participate in these events. And if the kids like them, then great. Then the, the parents know that this is a hobby that their kid is going to enjoy and progress with further on well you know and it's a, it's a hobby involving you know imagination and language you know the, the power of words and it's i think that's very important in a in a society where the letter u is now considered a real word right and, and what am i always telling people use your words i, I mean that's that's true yeah <laughs> i mean i've heard reporters <laughs> use that frequently I mean, I've known this guy for, what, 14, 15 years, somewhere in there, and I swear to Christ, like, you know, without fail, if I'm stumbling, he's like, use your words. Yeah, but, like, I'm usually mocking (laughs) him, so. (laughs) (laughs) really is, but still, you know, um, yeah, and in an era where video games are rampant, you know, a lot of kids are more drawn to video games, and that's fine. Um, but if they have any level of imagination, and I've heard this a lot, like people will come in, it's like, oh, I've been interested in D&D or, you know, whatever, and I just don't have imagination. And I'm like, dude, you're not even trying. Like, literally, come to one of these events, sit down. If you're struggling, hey, we can help. And I, think, I mean, honestly. I, I think we need to touch on the social aspect of the game store. Yeah. There's, it's huge, honestly. I mean, video games, yeah, you can talk and you can be social with other people and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is you don't have that face-to-face interaction. And I've always struggled with video games because it's like there's a lot of trash talking and other things like that. Granted, there's trash talking, too, at the shop. But we know it's all in jest. It's all in fun, usually. Um <laughs> But that face-to-face interaction is huge. And it's, I feel like it's really important, um, especially in an era where we just don't have, we don't have to do that if we don't want to. Um, you know, uh, being able to actually converse with your fellow gamers. Um, and because you both have or all of you have shared interest in something and just seeing expression is you know probably the biggest thing because you know in chat in text things don't always get conveyed the same way as with body language and to role play is more than just i roll dice 
um, my character does this. It's body language, it's expression, and being able to be out there and do that is a lot of fun, honestly. And again, we go back to that individual who says, I just don't have an imagination. And it's like, just try. It doesn't take much. And once when you start getting the hang of it and the grasp of it, you can continue with it. And it's just like anything else, skill-wise, you know? If you want to be good at it, keep doing it. Well, I think part of that, too, um, I would imagine coming from someone who, who wasn't a gamer would be the, the fear of it, the fear of looking silly, the fear of looking stupid, fear of doing it wrong. And, you know, I think it's great that, you know, there are shop owners out there like you who are providing that resource to help them get over those first steps. You know, fucking dip a toe in, get the whole foot in, go down, hey, it's a, you're, you're, you know, you're knee deep in it now, everything's going to be okay. You know, it, it's yep. important. And I think, you know, talking as a parent here, knowing that I could bring my kid to a store you know, a game shop, and drop him off and let him have fun for, you know, four or five hours and then go and pick him up. That gives me a much-needed break, you know? So mm-hmm. that's neat, too. Uh, I, I have even I have parents come in with their kids to play, even. And that's awesome, too, because it's a great bonding experience for you and your kids. Yeah, well, whoa, whoa, well. whoa. I don't need to bond with my kids. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. They can stay over there. I'll stay over here. It's all good. You know, I've actually had um, <laughs> um, one of my friends, his sister-in-law, uh, she told me, she's like, you know, if you had like a little couch over here with some books and maybe even some wine, I'd come in and just hang out with oh, my kids. Oh, wine. Play. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes, you need to do that. Get your liquor That's, license. I'll show up. I will show up. That is actually in the plans for the future for the shop, honestly. Um, now, okay. That, that raises a question. So you're in the pro drinking and gaming camp because there is there are some pretty hard battle lines on this there are um i am i am a person uh within reason um as long as you come in and you are responsible having one or two you know it's fine adult beverages yeah and then um not like overindulging to the point where you're just completely shit faced is, uh, you know, that's not okay. As long as you know your boundaries and everything else like that, that's fine. But if someone has to tell you, hey, you've had enough, then maybe you should reconsider your life choices at that point. Um, as far as like just gaming and you're, drinking and you're, you're, not, you're not their dad, sir. I'm not, but if it's in my store and it's disruptive, I get to be dad. I, I don't think you, I mean, you can tell them what to do, but I, I feel like there's, um, there's implications there with the mother. And I, I think that, no, you, you still, you're not their dad. <laughs> you, you can be the boss of them that I'm with, but. All right. I will, ac- I will, I can accept that. That's fine. But, um, the other thing though, too, is like in, in that setting, in that scenario, of course, it's not going to be like drinking, um, in front of children though. Um, that's where like states and stuff like that get involved. And, um, we have to make sure we have a separate area for things of that nature. So when the, when it's like the parents don't bring the kids kind of thing, 
you know, they can go in game and, you know, be adults and do whatever within reason. Um, you know, that's fine. But all in all, I've never really been totally against the whole having a few drinks at a gaming table scenario. Now, um, do you do you have a name for this hypothetical future booze and game store? It's still going to be Strange Empire Gaming. I mean... Oh, oh I so you keep, you're keeping the name. Yeah, I'm keeping the name. Are you kidding oh, me? All right. I mean, I'm building a brand. Oh, I just, it's I, been I, two years in the making, and if I keep going with it, I'm not going to just change it, because then that just messes up everything. Well, I just thought you might want to go with something, you know, maybe a bit, um, a bit snappier. You got oh, any snappier. Su- you have any suggestions? Well, like, Porter's Strange Empire Gaming. Oh. Or Strange Empire Gaming... Hosted by Ridge Across the Internet podcast. Or, you know, Ridge Across the Internet presents Strange Empire Gaming. For very healthy, generous donations, we can can definitely consider tacking on, you know, names and stuff like that. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, how about we air this one? We'll call it even. (laughs) (laughs) And people will get with your people and we'll discuss it? Yeah, we'll we'll actually air this one and then we'll call that at square. Speaking (laughs) of generous donations, you, sir, have a GoFundMe. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, due to like the whole economic stress of the coronavirus and stuff like that, um, you know, I discovered there's a lot of programs out there to try and, try and help small businesses. Unfortunately, most of those programs are for small businesses that are not quite like mine. Uh, mine falls kind of un- into the cracks. So I started a GoFundMe page to kind of help bolster that and help keep the store alive. Um, it's very important to kind of help keep your local stores period, um, your mom pop shops. Um, and my GoFundMe page is to kind of help not just myself and my business, but all the other businesses in my building, because we have been shut down for like five weeks. And there are some businesses that in that building that just can't, they don't have the ability to do things like online stores and stuff like that. So I started this to kind of help out everybody um, as a community effort and hopefully, you know, um, get other people to kind of do the same in the area, you know, start their own GoFundMes and try and help themselves build our community up because Caldwell was growing pretty well up until about five weeks ago and this kind of i feel is going to stunt the growth of our community as a whole so you know there's that and we will link the gofundme in the description and hopefully our listeners can make donations yeah and um jokes on you i've already we've already recorded a bit a yeah. little uh, little little spot for it which will be tacked onto this one and probably the next one and and maybe the one after that. Maybe. But, you know, in um, like, you know, like you'll hear later, you know, if, if you can help, that's fantastic. But, of course, we all understand that times are tough. and Right. And, you know, we're not, it's not like we're asking for you to, like, donate whole paychecks or anything else like that. Um, if you can, that just would be whatever. fantastic. That would be great, you know. But if you're going to do that, we can, we can get a donate button or something, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to steal the um, money that you're not getting. Yeah, the, we're trying to steal fake money from you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I I don't want anybody to kind of put themselves in a situation where they're just 
not able to and I think keep, that's, take care of themselves. I, I think that's where, you know, we, our listeners are probably adults and can make that decision for themselves. That's true. Yeah. You know, um, my theory on the whole thing is, is like, you know, if it gets out to 10,000 people and 10,000 people donate a dollar, then that's awesome. That's, you know, that would be fantastic. That that's you know honestly it's just that little bit and some people just don't quite grasp that concept I guess but eh whatever you know I will I can take what I can get and I can run with whatever I'm given so hey bright side you know we're gonna do what we can and do and I appreciate it um honestly it's well, it's something we believe in you know I mean coming up. Here, I, I think about the different game stores I used to go to, you know, back when White Wolf was, you know, proper White Wolf was producing the stuff. You know, here's we're getting the new tribe books, we're getting the new core books. You know, oh my God, Book of the Weaver came out. And, you know, there were two or three game shops I would go to to get my stuff, and not a single one of them are here today. Yeah. And that's just a fucking shame. So, you know, we're, we're trying to help. Hopefully, hopefully it pans out. I, I can remember a few game shops back in the day in my area. Like, we didn't have very many, you know. And now we've got, I want to say, probably even a smaller handful. Like, I can count them on two hands. So, But, hey, but, you know. you're here now, and hopefully you will be for a good long while. Yeah. But um, I think maybe it is time that we head over to the Cubs Corner. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. We can do that. And I think we have a question with um, with you in mind here, if uh, you want to join us for the Cubs Corner here. Yeah, definitely. Chris? Excellent. We're looking for it. Everything's okay. <laughs> we'll cut it out in editing. We're, we're not going to do that. Should make ourselves a quick intermission. Fools. In fact, we're going to add more time. That's what we're going to do. Mwaha. So Can we uh, talk about llamas while we wait for... The question, or well, we've got the question we've now. The you just question. you just did. Oh, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, I just found your podcast and I'm loving it, but I've never played Werewolf. I played 3.5e and 5e, and like playing a fighter. What character would be best for me, and how similar or different is this than D and D? So I suppose First that's of all. a couple of questions right there. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's very different. Um, I think did we cover that? No, we didn't. It D and D is more of a kind of um, it's just a hack and slash loot kind of scenario. Honestly, D and D is all about your character, and um, when they get that loot, they become better and stronger. And in order to become better and stronger, you have to go and get loot. So that's basically just a smash and grab, kind of like Diablo or um, any of those types of games out there. Werewolf is more about the story. It's more about um, developing your character through, you know, you know, gripping Life. storytelling and um, other avenues, honestly. Um, and then for someone to switch over from D&D to Werewolf, who's been playing a fighter, you know, there's several options available, and the most obvious one would be probably an Arun. Um, although any of the auspices can be great murder machines, it's just they excel at being the perfect murder machine. 
and then it just kind of boils down to what tribe you want to actually play from that point. Yeah, I would say just um, playing a Garu in general puts you in a position that would be similar to a fighter. I mean, it's a whole race of Nine foot fighters. tall murder machines? Yeah, and I think, I think you're already in good shape in terms of uh, concept, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm not even thinking and I And I think, you know, werewolf it is more about the intricacies of, of life and the situations you can be put in and fighting that battle. It certainly Definitely. can be. There, there's, a, there's a large well in Werewolf to draw from. Um, you know, at least in my experience with D&D, there's, you know, it's, it's like Chris said, there's not, it's about, hey, I, about getting stuff. Yeah. We, we went and we robbed this dragon. Okay. Now, now you're, you know, running from dragons. Yeah, you kill Good. the orcs to grab the orcs' gear to kill the dragon to kill the, get the dragon's gear to whatever is above a dragon. I don't know the yeah, rules. I don't know. And it's, D&D has always kind of like just been that like tier progressive, like, you know, you kill goblins, you you start killing orcs, you start, you know, you start moving up the chain of, you know, baddies and stuff like that. Werewolf, it's like, here are your baddies, they're going to kick your ass now. Have fun. In a lot of respects. (laughs) Well, I mean, sure, but then there's also, you know, the, the spirit world. There's the tribal politics, there's sept politics. Which is not, for, for those who, who aren't aware, don't confuse that for, like, our current real-world politics. That's not, yeah, no. it's not no. that at all. No. It's not that at all. <laughs> no. And it, then, it's, it is definitely different. And, I mean, there's just so many more avenues you can go down besides the smash and grab. It's the, you know, this person doesn't like me. What did I do to them? Well, you may have done nothing to them. You might remind them of a situation that happened, and too bad. (laughs) Maybe it's an old blood feud. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, an elder likes you better than this person, maybe. Yeah. You know, or, um, you know, yeah, maybe it's you're fighting the monster of the week, or maybe you're going after a corrupt corporation. Maybe you're, again, you're going through the spirit world to try to cleanse something or find something that was lost. You, You have a lot more avenues to go. Definitely. You know, um, D&D, it's kind of funny. We attribute uh, an adventuring party in D&D as a hapless murder hobos. Where here at the podcast, the Garu Nation is referred to as the Nation Worshipping Murder Cult. So that's kind of, I like that. That's good. You know, hapless murder hobos, Nature nature Worshipping Murder Cult. It's great. You know, (laughs) so much fun to say. But I guess that is... I was going to say, ideally, it's just kind of like what flavor of role-playing do you really want to play um, deep down. So. You, you, you want werewolf. You want werewolf. You do. Werewolf is the answer. It so often is. So many things. Yeah. But uh, that is our Cubs Corner, and I think that's going to be the show for today. Um, Chris, we want to thank you for joining. You want to stick around and do another one with us? Yes, definitely. All right. Well, um, you sit tight. The rest of you will see it next week. Um, we want to thank you for joining us. Remind you that you can contact us, and we would love to hear from you at uh, Rage Across the Podcast at gmail dot Rage Across Podcast at gmail dot com. I did it again, but you corrected yourself this time. I, I did correct. You know what's funny is there is a Rage Across the Podcast at gmail dot com too. I did both of them just because you were messing up. So just much. because I messed you. In, you don't want to say so much. So much. But, sure. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook at Rage Across the Internet, and uh, over at Joey's Domain on Twitter at Rage Across. Mm-hmm. You're already listening to us, but when you tell your friends, and you should tell your friends, you should tell your enemies, 
Tell your tell, relatives. Tell everybody. Tell your second cousins. We don't care. Everybody. Tell everyone you've ever heard of. Get on the street with a microphone like a crazy man and scream at the rooftops that rage across the internet. Can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and our site, rageacrosstheinternet.buzzsprout.com, although that's going to change soon. And we're going to have an announcement. Pretty soon. Hold on to that. But uh, in the meantime, for everyone here at the Summer in Studios, we want to say thank you for listening. Uh, we hope to hear you to hear from you. We hope to see you again next week. Take care. Be excellent to each other. See ya. Hey everybody, Porter here. With uh, the current goings on in the world, you know we know that things are tough all over, and small businesses left and right are closing their doors. Some possibly for the last time. Now, friend of the show, Christopher Cading, over at Strange Empire Gaming, has started a GoFundMe to help not only his store but the other small businesses in uh, the Maddie's Plaza. You know, small business park that uh, maybe don't qualify for the financial aid out there. Now, again, I know it's tough times, and a lot of people are unemployed. You know, some got employment, some didn't. So we understand if you don't have anything to give, there's no problem at all. But if you do, if you have some extra cash sitting around, maybe consider taking a look and donating to a good cause. You know, all on their own, game stores were closing left and right. But situations like this, it, it just seems like such a shame to see something close, to see a game store close down. Um, anything you can do to help would be fantastic. And again, if you can't, we completely understand. But as proponents for the, uh, for the local game store, uh, us here at the podcast, we have to try and get the word out. So again, please, if you can do something, we really appreciate it. If not, it's okay. But uh, thank you for your time. Keep being excellent to each other. We'll see you next episode. Rage Across the Internet's music is It's Into the Fog by Darren Curtis, shared with a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. For details, check out the information under the podcast.